So good afternoon, everybody. We are reading through the parables of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. I want to take a little time not to so much look at the parables, but actually begin by looking at the word parable. You know, I like to look at etymologies where words come from. The word parable comes from two Greek words, para, which means alongside, and the Greek word balo, which comes from the, the gerund of balain. And that means to throw, to throw. We're going to get back to this word again. The word ball actually comes from this word. So does the word ballistic. It means to throw something. And so a parable, if you're going to take the word literally, is something that's thrown alongside. And so the parable is a story that Jesus tells, and others can tell too, that sort of point to a deeper moral truth, a deeper meaning that is thrown alongside the parable. So you can read the parable, which uses all these different figures today of seed and harvest and wheat and weeds, but then you have that deeper understanding of the moral message or sort of this allegory that's present within the context of the parable. And so what I want to do, though, is look not just at the word parable, but to look at a couple of other words that are connected and come from that same root of balain, which means to throw. And these two words are ones that maybe you might be shocked when you realize they are somehow connected to parable and connected to each other. The first is the word symbol. Symbol, which comes from the two Greek words, balo, which means to throw, but also sin, which means together. And so a symbol is something that is thrown together, two different things. And so we also have to understand what a symbol is. It's this visible thing that represents or is a sign of something else that we can't see, something that might be invisible, something else that might be larger. Do you think of the golden arches? When you see that, it is that symbol that makes you think of McDonald's or this, this, this institution. And so we have lots of symbols in literature, in our language, in our culture. In fact, you are going to see symbols in today's parable. The seed, the wheat, the weeds, the sower, the harvest, the enemy. All of these different figures are symbolic of something else. They point to a deeper reality. And so symbols are crucial to human language and they're crucial to our understanding of the world, particularly as Catholics. Because along with the word symbol, there's another word that we use as Catholics, as Christians, that sort of means the same thing, but not exactly. It's a visible thing that is a sign or points to an invisible reality. And that word is sacrament. Now, for those of you who are theologians here, 
We know that the word sacrament in English comes from sacramentum in Latin, which comes from the word in Greek, mysterion, and not from symbol. But in a certain sense, sacrament, its most literal term, its most basic term, as a visible sign of an invisible reality, is like a symbol. Although all sacraments aren't necessarily symbol, but they are something that points to a different reality. And so we can understand symbol as a sign and sacrament as a sign. We can understand that we as Catholics, while we believe, of course, there are seven sacraments, we're going to talk about that in a second, we believe that we ought to have a sacramental worldview, that everything in creation is a sacrament of or a symbol pointing to some deeper reality that we can use our intellects to look at and to understand. So we can look at creation. We can also look at the things within creation, particularly man and woman, the human person. And so John Paul II really fleshes this out in his theology of the body this idea of the sacrament of creation and the sacrament of the body. That if we, from our Christian sacramental worldview, look at creation, the world, we can see that there's a good God behind it. That there's order there, there's structure. That the creation as a whole is a gift given to us. We can see the nature of gift and creation itself. And in particular, if we focus on the human person, man and woman, a composite of body and soul, we realize that there is a symbolic sacramental dimension to us. Our body and our actions symbolize what's going on interiorly, what's in our mind and what's in our heart. But there's actually a meaning written into the body, particularly in our sexual difference. That the body is meant for gift of self, It's meant for procreation, to bring forth life. And we are called to reread that language of the body, to see the meaning that that God has put into it and act in accord with it. Just as Christ's body was symbolic of what? He became a male, not just for funsies. It wasn't an arbitrary thing. He did it so that he, in his body, could symbolize and represent to make sacramentally present the fatherhood of God. Everything in creation and everything in our body, if we are going to have a Christian sacramental worldview, becomes symbolic. Now, again, when we use the word sacrament, we normally think of the seven sacraments, including the Eucharist. And I want you to think that the words that I'm using and sort of playing around with here mean that the Eucharist is symbolic. No, it's not the case at all. The sacrament is unique because it makes truly present, not Christ's physical body, but it makes him present body, blood, soul, and divinity. His physical body exists only in heaven. St. Thomas Aquinas, we're not going to get into that. We have a lot more to get into. But if we understand this symbolic sacramental worldview that we Christians and Catholics are supposed to have, that the church has taught us, that our reason can perceive there's a deeper spiritual meaning in the world, then we can understand what the antonym of symbolic is. I've talked about this before, but again, I've been here for 10 years now, so maybe I've talked about it four years ago or five years ago, so you don't remember. 
For the word that is the antonym of symbolic is the word diabolic. Diabolical. Diabolain. So, balain, which means to throw, but dia, which means to go across. Across. And so, that which is diabolical is not thrown together, but thrown across. Separated. They don't come together. In some ways, you can actually say that they're pulled apart. And so, the individual who is diabolical destroys the symbol. Instead of throwing together, they miss. And so, of course, diabolical means, or used to describe the work of the devil. Actually, devil and diabolos come from the same sort of root. The evil one, the one who is the enemy that we see in the scriptures today, the one that sows division, the one that breaks the symbol, the one that separates. And so, if we are going to have a diabolical vision of the world, then we're going to not be able to see symbol. That when we look at creation as a whole, it's just something that's there. A bunch of cells, pure biology, that came as a result of the Big Bang. There's no God behind it. There's no spiritual dimension. We, don't, we live a buffer in a buffered world. We're apart from creation, we can see it, but there's no meaning. Now we may put meaning into it, but it's not written into it. There's nothing inherent that we can or ought to understand. It's just material for us to be able to use, to manipulate, all mechanical. Then if we apply this, of course, to ourselves, then guess what? There's no soul. The body doesn't mean anything. As I talked about a few weeks ago, we are nothing more than the product of millions of years of random evolution. That's all there is. The body doesn't mean anything. There's no purpose. God doesn't intend anything for our bodies, particularly for our sexuality. It's just there. It's just there to help us procreate. There's no deeper symbolic meaning. And so we can manipulate, we can do whatever we want, because when we die, we're just going to go back into the ground. This is diabolical in the most literal sense. But we can also say, from having a spiritual perspective, this is the work of the enemy to sow those weeds, those lies, and that confusion, which makes us doubt our Christian, sacramental, symbolic worldview. Instead of bringing things together to see the deeper spiritual meaning that the creation and the body represents, we lose sight of that. So this is the challenge, and this is the point that I really kind of want to make today. Everyone in here, I would assume, or most everyone, is Catholic or Christian, or at least is interested in being so. Therefore, we ought to have that symbolic, not diabolical worldview. The sacramental worldview. Doesn't mean you've got to go study theology of the body. But it does mean that we are going to look at the world in a certain way. There's meaning there. There's a purpose there. We can see God there. But here's the, here's the catch. If you have that worldview, 
if we believe there is meaning written into it and that our reason can perceive it, then guess what? A morality flows from it. Morality, a way that we ought to behave and a way that we ought to act. We can derive the ought from the is. We can perceive these things with our reason. And so we look at creation. We look at the world. We realize that there's a deeper meaning that's there. There's a sacredness to it. It represents God's gift. And so we ought to treat it properly. And that's why things that deal with the environment are important. We don't needlessly pollute the world. We don't destroy God's creation. We care for it because it is something important. It's not God. I don't believe that at all. But we can see God's working throughout creation. And we've got to realize that how we act and what we do in creation, whether it be with our chemicals, our production, our harvesting, that we have a responsibility. And sometimes when we act in the world, we cause a lot of destruction that we may not realize till decades later. And a lot of the things that we see in the world today, the problems people talk about, I'm not gonna get into the details of whether or not you believe in climate change or not. You can understand after you saw the, the, what happened, uh, the coronavirus, everything shut down. There was no pollution. That places like in India or in China could see the sky and the mountains for the first time in decades. Decades. I'm not saying we don't need production. We have a responsibility to keep our world clean. And we understand the impact it has. And so we're doing our best to, to, to try to fix things and to set things right. And this is something that Pope Benedict talked about, Pope Francis talks about. Not necessarily intended things that we did, but there are harms. The second one is this. The same thing, if we believe in that sacramental worldview, that there's a morality, a way we ought to act when it comes to our bodies, and particularly our sexuality. And our body is meant for gift. Our body is meant for procreation. As crazy as it may seem to most of the world and most of Catholics, this is why we believe that each and every marital act needs to be open to life. That it is wrong to use intentionally con artificial contraception or other contraception to stop unjustly the procreation of life. It's because we're not just chemicals and biology. There's a meaning there. Our body has a meaning. And whether we like it or not, if you have that sacramental worldview, this flows from it. It's pretty inconvenient, particularly for many people in the world today, but you can't have one without the other. Then it's the diabolical that separates that meaning and says, oh, just go do whatever you want to do. Your body doesn't mean anything. Whatever you feel like, this is what you want to do. And so as a result, there are going to be impacts. And finally, after decades, the world seems to be waking up to it. Some of you may have seen in mainstream media a couple of articles about the coming demographic nightmare. Because for most of the Western world, and in part also in other nations, the 2.1 is the number of children that keeps the reproductive rate and everyone growing. Well, we are shooting way under that as a result of a number of things, but mainly the use of contraception. So guess what? Most of the nations in the world, by the year 2100, 
their, their populations will be reduced by half. By half. Now, most people will say, well, Paul, that sounds great. We won't have as much pollution. Well, here's the problem. And when you see the BBC reporting on this, you know it's something real. Within the next 80 years, people are going to be living a lot longer. And so there are going to be, including some of you in here, who are going to be 80, 90 years old, and there are not going to be enough young people to take care of you, to pay taxes, to support. There's supposed to be a lot of young people at the bottom, small amount of old people at the top. It's going to be inverted. And it's going to create problems. And guess what? There's nothing you can do to fix it. You can't make kids appear. But we didn't think about that. We just said, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. I have the power to do it. The diabolical separated the meaning. Now, I'm not sitting here to say, oh, the world's going to come to an end. Not at all. We're going to find some way to address this problem. But if you believe the world is symbolic and sacramental, then the way we act has moral implications. And we simply can't disregard it. And this ties back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Right now, the decision is more than to say whether or not we're going to be on this side of the political fence or that side of the political fence. We're talking about worldviews. As Christians and Catholics, we are either going to adapt the sacramental worldview, the symbolic worldview, that the world means something, that there is a God, that there's a spiritual, and we're going to start acting like it, or we're going to go to the other side. It says there's no God. There's just politics, there's just power, and we use our will or our feelings to make meaning. You gotta pick your side, because it's not going away. It's not about specific issues, it's about worldview. We need Christians who are going to be committed to seeing deeper meaning in creation and in the gift of the human person and begin acting in accord with it so that we can see a change morally in creation, morally in our relationships, but to also be able to hopefully win over those who are caught on that other side, who can't see the symbolic, who are in the grips of the diabolic, so not only they can have meaning, but hope in their lives, and to come and believe the gift of God, the gift of grace, and of a spiritual meaning in our universe. Amen.